You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Okay, so you're probably dealing with a situation where the girl is flaking on you, where you aren't able to get to the point where the girl is seeing you, agreeing to come out on a date with you, making excuses not to come out with you, and it just ends in this kind of dead end and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, I'm here to help you with this and give you some ideas here and go through some concepts and give you some mindsets in terms of how to deal with this, how to deal with women who are flaking on you, who are flaky. Because it's going to happen, especially if you're implementing some of the trip advice method, which is going out and approaching a lot of women or swiping and messaging a lot of women online. But if you're doing the trip advice method where you are completely immersing yourself in lots of women in terms of getting a lot of leads and trying to start as many conversations as you can, that means you're going to be dating a lot of women and you're going to be getting to the point where you are going to deal with this. So it's inevitable. And I think this is a very important topic that I wanted to go over. But also, it was inspired by someone who emailed in on the podcast. So what they did is they emailed trip at tripadvice.com. You can do the same thing. And they gave me a very good, well-written and detailed email discussing their situation. And so I want to read it right now and answer it. This is from Matthew. And he's talking about flaking. Matthew says... I've been dealing with a lot of first date last minute cancellations. And by the way, trust me, I get this more than anyone. I've been through this before. It has happened to me numerous amounts of times. So I continue. He says, last minute cancellations or being stood up in the last several months. I'm not texting or calling between the logistical texting and the planned date. After they don't show or if they cancel five minutes before we meet, they will sometimes say, I didn't hear from you since we spoke two to three days ago, so I didn't know if we were going to meet. Or just say they were feeling ill or some other excuse. He continues and says, should I text the morning of the date to confirm the date? That feels needy and validation seeking. I already said I would meet with them at the location at a specific time and that unless something came up, I'll just meet them there and they confirmed. Also, when I get stood up or I get a last-minute cancellation, how should I react to it? I've tried to say something like, okay, no worries, and just move on. I've also tried to be more blunt and say something like, I don't put up with flakiness, but I'll give you the benefit of the doubt this first time. If you want to see me, you need to reach out the balls in your court. Both responses feel inadequate for various reasons. The first doesn't establish any boundaries or self-worth. The second feels defensive and doesn't really get the woman to follow up. Thanks, Matthew. Okay. Great question, Matthew. I know where you're at. And I totally understand what you're saying here in terms of, yeah, if you kind of just say one thing on one end of the spectrum, it just doesn't do much. And then at the other end, you're seeming kind of like upset and defensive. And that's obviously not very attractive. So completely understand. I know where you're at. and We're going to deal with this right now. Okay. So let's talk about some of the practicalities first. You get a number and it's from wherever. It doesn't matter. Online, in person, you get a number and you want to meet up with them. What do I think is the best way to go about this? Do you text them in between? 
you know, how often should you be texting them before the first date? You know, how does that go? So let me give you a little bit of a formula. And this is pretty loose, but I'd follow it. The formula is this. First of all, if you're setting a date and it's anywhere more than two weeks out, don't set the date. Okay. Don't set a date two weeks out. It's ridiculous. The high chance of flaking, high chance of it not happening. You know, instead, if they're that busy, you'll just tell them that you'll reach out in a week or so and then you'll set up another date. But don't set dates out, first dates that are that far away. Okay. Try to just contact them again and then set up another date. And if you're dating a lot of women and if you're trying to practice getting into the abundant mindset by having an abundance amount of women, it shouldn't matter because you have other women that are less busy that you will be able to go out with. So if they don't even respond to you after texting them again, to try to reschedule a date that you were once going to plan for out in two weeks and they don't respond, whatever. Okay. But it is normal that you might meet someone, they say like, oh, you know, this week is crazy. So you might get something that's in seven to 10 days. So here's what I would do. Attraction does seemingly lose its, its strength over time after you haven't really connected with someone. And, and also understand that on the other hand, you also don't want to be texting someone every day because it also loses attraction because it just seems like you're not busy and you're doing nothing and it's kind of needy. So what you want to do is don't completely leave it and not do anything if your date is 7 to 10 days away, but also don't go to the far end of texting them every day. Instead, what I would do is text them once about halfway between the date. So just to make this simple, let's say you have a date that's set for a Friday and today is Friday. So you set the date today and it's Friday and it's it's a week from now. I would text them and say, let's say Monday or Tuesday and just say something that you did over the weekend that was interesting and get them to respond just to let them know that, hey, you're still around, you're still interested, but you're not doing it in this some boring, needy way where you say like, how are you? How's it going? What, do you, what have you been up to? Right? That's, that's very boring. Like a high, high status value man doesn't say that. Instead, he'll just start a conversation and you know, talk about something that he did or just get conversation going on something interesting that he saw instead of just asking how they are. Okay? So that's what I would do in the extreme case of you set a date seven to 10 days away. Now, let's say it's more than a normal, proper amount of time, and you set a date, let's say, you know, on, well, let's say Friday again, because that's the day that you set the date, but the date is for like Tuesday or Wednesday. So it's like halfway between the week, maybe, you know, three, four days away. You don't need to text them. Instead, I would text them not during the week, but just text them the morning of that day and say, hey, still good for eight? That's it. Yeah, if you want to throw in like, yeah, looking forward to seeing you, but I'd maybe not do that because that's still a bit needy. So I'd say it's just not needy, but it's it's showing a, a lot of interest where you don't need the interest to be shown. You clearly are interested in her and you want her to chase a little bit. So you just don't do that. So you might say, you know, hey, tonight's going to be fun. Still good for eight. And that just confirms that says to her that the date's still on because listen, days go by slow. So four or five days away, you haven't heard from the person. She might think because she's dealing with non-trip advice guys, right? Guys who are just like texting them all the time. They're not used to guys who are, you know, busy, high status guys who are following the correct method. You know, so they, they might think, wow, this guy's in texting me. He he's gone. But really you're just a high value guy who's not going to be sitting there texting her all the time. So you might still want to, and not might, I'm going to be more firm on this. You do want to text her that morning and say, hey, you know, tonight's going to be awesome. 
see you at eight and let her respond to it. I've done this with clients before. It's worked out great. It's not needy. It's totally okay. So, you know, Matthew, to kind of answer this first part of the question, it's okay to text the morning of the date. It's not needy. It's not validation seeking. It's just confirming that it's still on because people have busy lives. You're just not going to do it in a needy way. And the way to do it is the way that I just told you here, right? Just saying, hey, tonight's going to be fun. See at eight, see at eight question mark. Any one of those is just fine. So send that and you'll be good to go. If they don't confirm or they flake, uh, then they flake, right? Then you never really had them in the first place. That's, a, that's how you have to understand it. So here's the mindset here. And by the way, we'll go into the next part of the question. I'll answer your question in terms of how to respond to a flake. But just understand for now, if she flakes and you're upset by it, that means you're not living in abundance. That means that you're not practicing abundance. I don't mean the abundance mindset, but the actual, you are in an abundance of women and you're talking to many women. If that's upsetting you that much, and then that means that you are really going one woman at a time and you need to be upping your numbers. Now, of course, you're human. You're going to get upset anyways. You know, I get it. Like that's going to happen, but just expect it. I always say this is one of my favorite quotes. I think I made this up. I've said this before. If not, uh, then cheers to whoever said it. But here's the quote and the mindset I live by is expect the worst, hope for the best. Okay. Expect the worst. That means it's not about being pessimistic or overly optimistic. This is pretty, pretty realistic. Like expect that something bad could happen, but you're going to hope for the best, right? So people who are just pessimistic are only focused on this is going to be bad. This is going to happen. But no, a nice middle ground to make you live in reality and also not get your hope up, hopes up too much and crush you is expect that, yeah, any woman can flick at any time. So when it happens, you're not so upset. You're not so surprised, but you hope for the best. You hope that, hey, listen, you dug this person, you dug this girl, and you're going to see her again. And that's how it's going to, you know, and you hope that's the way it's going to go down. So that's kind of the idea here. So how do you react to it? How do you react to it? You know, first of all, I don't really, you know, I don't personally like the quality of someone who's flaking. But then again, my current girlfriend, she did kind of flake out on the first date, but she didn't do it five minutes before. When we had our first date, she just said a couple of days before, oh my God, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I just realized I can't do that day. Could we do another day? And so that was great. So she did flake on that date, but on that specific date, right? Of whenever we originally planned it, but I liked her reaction. I liked how she was, you know, taking the move to say like, hey, what are other days that you can do it? So if that happens, you got yourself a good girl on your hands. That means that she's interested. She's being respectful because, hey, listen, things come up. Like There's going to be times when a girl flakes, when she actually has something that's going on. Maybe she forgot whatever it was or something that's a little bit more important than you because she doesn't know you yet, just a first date. So she might prioritize something with work or whatever. It happens. But if some if a girl says it in like this kind of shitty way, where she's like, "Hey, sorry, I don't feel good. I can't make it tonight," without any means to reschedule it, and it's just really very, or she just ghosts and and just completely doesn't show up. So if it's really on that end of the spectrum where she's just like not being very cordial about it, you don't need to respond to her. Okay, you don't need to respond, or you don't even need to you know text her. If you get stood up like she doesn't even show up, and you never heard from her. It's it's over. Like it's done. Like goodbye. But if she says something in between where she's not like, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, could we do it this day, which is ideal? But she's like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I'm not feeling well. Like I'm just got sick. You can give her another shot. 
but don't put a lot of effort into it. Don't be like, oh, it's totally okay. I'm so sorry. Well, listen, like, when can you do it again? Like, I really want to meet you. I'll give you an example of what this looks like in a second so you understand. But you're also not going to go to the point of, I don't put up with flakiness, but I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt this first time. And I know I've said that in the past. I know there was one point where I did say something like that. I don't really believe in that anymore because it is, it is really just going needy and you're, you're acting butthurt and, and that's not very attractive, right? So instead, instead what I would do is I would say this and say, so this is going to be a nice in-between statement for you, Matthew. No worries. Let's just do it another time. Let me know when you're free. That's it. And then the ball is in her court. If she doesn't respond to that, she was never really interested. If she responds to that, then great. And by the way, when you say, let me know when you're free, some people think this is a needy statement. I want to be very clear here. This is not a needy statement at all to say, when are you free? The idea isn't asking her when she's free. So whenever she's free, you can do it. You're just asking her when she's free. So then it can line up. So if she says, I'm free, you know, I don't know, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, you figure out what days for you that you're free and then boom, it lines up. So let's say, for example, she goes, I'm, I'm free, you know, Wednesday and Friday. You can say, great, I got something going on Wednesday, Friday works great. And then boom, you're off to the races. If she flakes the second time, it's done. Like it's done. Like don't, don't even bother. You know, you want to be filtering out for women who have high interest, not low interest. So she's showing low interest if she's flaking out twice. The only exception if she flakes twice is her practically begging to see you again, or not again, the first time and saying, I'm so sorry. Like, listen, like, let's do it next week. When are you free? You know, we can totally do it, whatever. You know, she's very showing a lot of like, no, seriously, like this is a fluke and never happens this way. And she's putting a lot of energy into it. That would be the exception. But if she doesn't show that energy, you're done. You can just say, no, thanks. Take care. You know, like it's over, you know, and it should just be over because you're just going to move on to the other women that you're dating. So there are some of my thoughts there on flaking and how to handle it. And then what I'd like to do now is I'd like to continue answering some questions here that I've gotten in when people email in their podcast questions to trip at tripadvice.com, which you can too. And as long as you just write it out thoroughly and, it's, and I'm able to, to read it, then we can answer it here on the podcast. So email me, trip at tripadvice.com and put in the subject line, podcast question. All right, here's one from our man, Robert McLeroy who says he is an actor improviser. Here we go. Hi, Trip. Love the podcast. It's been part of my lifelong journey to be good with the sort of women I want to date. And while I've taken some big steps forward, I still have so much further to go. I'm an actor. And this past summer, I took a girl out on a date who was not only a talented actress, but also a casting director. I loved this about her. And along with her good looks, I held her on a pedestal. You know what? Before you said that, I knew that was coming. I can already tell. We had a date. And of course, didn't go on another one. Hmm, I don't like that. Of course. I don't know what that means. That sounds like some low self-esteem language. He says, after that, I started listening to your podcast. And while helpful, I would get very depressed listening to all the do's and don'ts and seeing some of the don'ts so glaringly in my life. However, I cut through some approach anxiety. And this past October, I met somebody at the grocery store. The first two dates were awesome as I applied tension, entertainment, and dominance, broke touch barriers, etc. However, I still saw her as a gorgeous and badass in so many ways and didn't feel like I measured up fully and things ended after only six dates. Okay. My question to you, I get very pessimistic whenever I develop a crush for somebody as it inevitably means that things will end. 
is as commoners with listeners and clients. For me, it's so painful to know that even though incremental improvements have happened, I feel so far away from any meaningful relationship. Like a responsible comedian, I've created a sketch that is very much a case of art imitating life as it relates to dating and self-esteem and going in hand. And he leaves the YouTube link there. And he says, thanks for what you do for people and wish me luck. It's hard out there. Okay. Oh man, a lot to say here, Robert. First of all, thanks for writing. Great question. Great thoughts here. And I'm very excited to tackle this. So clearly you suffer from uh, some self-esteem issues and some self-deprecation. And that, you know, it's funny too, because I know that comedians are really good at that too. It's what makes them very talented is they're so self-aware and being self-aware about some of their pitfalls makes, makes them funny because we can all relate to those pitfalls. Anyway, I digress. I can tell that you're already suffering from some, some more intense self-esteem. And I worry that that comes through in your interactions with women. I can almost guarantee that it does. And I, and I bet you that you know, I'm sure you've you've gotten some some build buildup of self esteem, and you've built it up a little bit, and you feel a little bit more confident after going through you know some of the stuff that you've heard on the podcast and going out and getting over your approach anxiety. But still, you know, there's still something deep rooted inside of you that's still saying to you that you're not good enough, and you are already kind of saying that through here, right? I mean, I I can hear it in you. You say here. Um, let me find it. However, it's our gorgeous. Well, first you say, you know, of course, uh, earlier on we had a date and of course didn't go on another date. But then you say, I didn't feel like I measured up fully. Okay, key phrase here in your in your email. I saw her as gorgeous and badass in so many ways and didn't feel like I measured up fully. I mean, bingo, there we go. You clearly somehow made that known through dating her. So it ended after six dates. I can only imagine that that's probably what went down. She saw that you weren't confident in yourself. She saw that you had low self-esteem and then made her unattracted. Okay. And that's basically like you as a guy becoming unattracted to a girl when, I don't know, she takes up all of her makeup off. You know, it's like women can put on a lot of makeup and look completely different. It's like, imagine... You know, a guy who's who's definitely more looks focused rather than a girl who, you know, reacts a little bit more to the emotional response from your personality and, and, and the experience, right? You, all of a sudden, being with the woman and she takes her makeup off and she just looks like a completely different person, right? Of course, I'm, I'm exaggerating that it doesn't always happen, but imagine that happens and you're just like, oh, I thought I was dating someone else who I was actually attracted to. That's probably what she saw here. She probably saw you take off your makeup metaphorically speaking, okay? So you took off your makeup here and she saw the real you. So that's probably what happened. So you say here, my question to you is I get very pessimistic whenever I develop a crush. That pessimism is what's bringing you down. That's, that's the funny thing about it. That the pessimism that you're stating here is what is probably ending it with these women because you, you know it's going to end. So you're probably acting in a way, it's like a, what's that called? A, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right, a self fulfilling prophecy, which means that you are expecting it to happen, and so then it happens. And even so, it says here, I'll give you a self fulfilling prophecy is a socio psychological phenomenon of someone predicting or expecting something, and this prediction or expectation coming true simply because the person believes it will. That's what it is. It's a self fulfilling prophecy, and it just because you're acting as if, right? You're acting as if it's not going to end, so you probably are not putting your all into it, you're showing some of your unconfident sides. 
So what do you do here, right? What do you do here? Well, first of all, yes, this is common. I do have many clients and listeners who do feel this way. But what's happening here is, well, one, you're going to have to work on your self-esteem more. And two, you're going to have to be dating more women. But really, I think that one of the things that's hurting your self-esteem, well, I don't really know exactly what it is. because, And I don't want to sit here and, and say I know because it could be something from childhood. It could be something you know, from, I don't know, any experiences you've had in the past, just the way you look at yourself, you're comparing yourself to society, you know, whatever it is. But I do know that self-esteem needs to be worked on here. And you need to start seeing yourself as a person who is valuable enough to date all kinds of women. This is the thing is you're still putting these women on a pedestal. You did it with the other girl that you dated, the casting director, and you're doing it with this one. You saw her as gorgeous and badass. Your words here, right? So you're constantly comparing yourself to these women and you're making them... See, here's the thing. You're going to have to fix this, Robert. You don't have a choice because any woman that you're going to be attracted to, inevitably, you're going to find has more value than you. That's what you're going to think in your head. You're going to think she's more valuable. That's what your mind is going to say because you like her, okay? So here's what I know. If you want to build your self-esteem, one thing you can do is keep the promises that you make to yourself, right? You started to do that in one way. You went out, you, you did tension, entertainment, and dominance, and you got over your approach anxiety. I want you to keep doing that. A lot of people who have self-esteem, they like themselves because they see themselves accomplishing goals. Or at least they have the mindset where they look and they think about the things that they do have rather than what they don't have. You can compare yourself to anyone. I mean, anyone in the world anyone at all, there's always someone who's doing something better than them, or at least in their mind is doing something better than them. You're a comedian. So you can start comparing yourself to all kinds of other comedians who are more successful than you or funnier than you or whatever, whether it be someone who's actually big like a celebrity or someone who's in your, you know, just outside circle. I can compare myself to other dating coaches. I can, you know, we can, we can talk about people who have more money than us or who are have a prettier girl than us or whatever. There's always someone you're going to be able to compare yourself to. So you can't sit here trying to get external validation or being unfair to the comparisons. You can't compare yourself to other people. It's impossible because no one's like you. No one grew up like you. No one looks like you. No one had the circumstances that you did. We're all in our own little journey here. So the only thing you can ever do is compare yourself to yourself. Are you better today than you were yesterday? And a great way to do that is by working on goals, achieving goals, focusing on things that you're doing and how you can get better. That's what's going to make you better, right? So for a long time, I had very low self-esteem. And so I started to do things that made me look at myself and say, wow, I'm a badass. Wow, I'm cool. Now, I don't compare myself to others still. I don't go, I'm cool because I'm cooler than other people. I'm badass because I'm more badass than other people. No, I'm badass now because I, I'm comparing to who I was before. Look who I was before. I wasn't taking risks. I was staying in my comfort zone. I wasn't working hard at anything. I was lazy, you know, whatever it was. And now look at me. Now look at all the things I've accomplished. Don't look at other people's accomplishments. Look at your accomplishments. And if you find that you haven't had one in a while, or you're not doing anything with your life, you're not you know, going to the gym, doing approaches, working on your health, working on your career for you, not for other people, not to compare to other people, not to be better than other people, but if you're doing it for you. If you find that you can start 
looking towards that stuff, that's where it's going to help you. Okay. This is key here. I feel like I'm really speaking some serious truth bombs right now. Okay. Compare yourself to yourself. That's the fastest way to grow self-esteem. Of course, you can combine that with therapy because maybe you have some trauma in your past where you had people around you or parents that were telling you you weren't good enough. So sometimes, you know, just doing things in your real life and in, in the kind of tangible world isn't enough. It still might be something that's really hardwired into you, but you still need both. I believe you should go and do some therapy to work on any traumas or past stuff that is bringing your self-esteem down. But at the same time, working on things in the tangible real world in your life right now, that will do it for you. So I want you to, to work on both so then you can start to, and I'm using your words here, measure up to the women that you're seeing. And also be dating more women, right? A lot of guys, this is the number one issue. And I kind of mentioned this in the last question is you're not getting enough leads. So you're just focusing on one girl at a time, one girl at a time. And it's just not going anywhere or it's going very slow. And then you feel bad because you're just putting all of your emotional eggs in one basket. So the second that she doesn't like you anymore, you go boom in the dumps. So there you go. I hope that helps, Robert. I really enjoyed watching your YouTube video. It was funny. You're very talented, very creative. And not a lot of people can do what you did there. If, if you guys want to know, he sent a video that was very clever. He did it. He filmed it. And it was a date with himself, he called it. And it was him on a date with himself and him talking back and forth to himself. And it was very funny. It was very talented. So keep on doing stuff like that and keep on working on your comedy and working on things that are going to prove to yourself that you're awesome. And not because I said it or anyone else says it, but because you say it. I hope that helps today. I hope that gives you some insight. And I hope that it it changes your mindset a little bit, you know, for, for you, the person who wrote in, for both people, and uh, for you, the listener. So thanks for listening. And if you are interested in, in me helping you out here and getting you to a level where you feel more confident and you're feeling like you have more self-esteem and, and just getting to the point where this stuff is easier for you because it doesn't have to be hard, I would really strongly consider doing a mentorship with me with the one-on-one trip advice coaching program. So go to coachedbytrip.com to apply today if you'd like to work with me one-on-one and we can help you. I was just uh, working with a client recently who we have now ended and he had an amazing time uh, working with me and he was able to meet a lot of women on the online dating app. So we can help you with that too, as well as in person. So go to coachedbytrip.com and let me help you today. For now, take care and I'll talk to you on the next episode.